Hello, welcome to Horizon at Home. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors of Horizon. I'm so glad you are joining us this morning for the fourth and final message in our series, Shift Happens. How do we move from what was to what will be? It's Florida, it's the middle to end of August, and we are ramping up for hurricane season. In fact, there are two, not just one, but two tropical storms in the Gulf that we are preparing for right now. In the midst of this COVID-19 storm that we find ourselves in, we are preparing not for one, but for two possible hurricane um, or tropical storms to hit in the next week or so. 2020 is a mess, y'all. And I don't know about you all, but sometimes my life feels like what that forecast cone looked like this week. That storm after storm after storm is just headed for me and I don't really know what to do anymore. In fact, I found myself this week crying out to God, like, what do you want me to do in the midst of all of these storms? What, where are you in this? What do you want me to do? And moments later, I found myself preparing for this message. And this is what I'm certain of, folks, that God uses the storms, even the storms that come right after, one right after another. God uses those storms to shift us from what was to what will be. We're going to start calling these storms in our lives shift storms because we know that God doesn't cause the storm, but God can use these storms to move us from what was to what will be. We've looked at the story of Nehemiah the last few weeks. We're going to look at, at, at his story again this morning. And Nehemiah knows something about shift storms. For one storm right after another to keep coming at you. See, in his hometown of Jerusalem, the city walls had been destroyed by these folks called the Babylonians who moved in and kicked out, kicked his people out of the city and out of the country. And they, they destroyed the walls and the city gates. Nehemiah shifts from a position of power and prestige in a faraway land. He was working as a right-hand man for a king. He shifts from that position to come home and rebuild the walls and the city gates of Jerusalem. Even in the midst of this, he hears these folks cry out from the city, Nehemiah, you're worried about what the city looks like on the outside, and we're over here hungry and powerless. We're starving, and we need something more. We need you to hear us and to see us and to start living differently. Another storm that shifts Nehemiah's thinking, his way of being, his way of existing in the world. God uses even that storm to shift Nehemiah from what was to what will be, and it helps shift an entire country to, to, to shift from what was to what will be. This morning, we're going to look at how another storm comes at Nehemiah as he's rebuilding the walls. If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn with me to Nehemiah chapter 6, in verse 1, we're, we're shown what begins to happen in this third storm that has the potential to shift Nehemiah from what was to what will be. When the word came to Sambalit, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, this is Nehemiah telling the story, the word came from the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not even a gap was left in it. They came to him and they said, come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me, Nehemiah says. Another storm is headed at me. These guys are going to try to sabotage me. So I sent messages, messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and I cannot go down and meet you. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times 
They sent me the same message. And each time I gave them the same answer, four times they asked me to leave my work and to come down and talk to them. But I knew they were just trying to harm me. So I didn't do it. And I kept giving them the same answer, Nehemiah says. Then the fifth time, Sambalet sent his aide to me with the same message. And in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written, it's reported among the nations, and Geshem even says it's true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king. You're trying to rise up in power and start this revolt. And you've even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem, that there's a king in Judah. This report will get back to the king, he tells him. So come, let us meet together and talk about what it is that you're doing. And Nehemiah sent him this reply. Nothing like what you say is happening. Leave me alone and stop trying to sabotage my plans. You are just making all of this stuff up in your head. They were trying to frighten us, Nehemiah says. He, thought, he said that they thought that their hands will get too weak for the work and it will not be completed. But Nehemiah prayed, strengthen my hands, God. This is what I learned about shift storms. This is what I think God is trying to teach us in the middle of shift storms. When another storm comes your way, this is what I think God wants to tell us. I want you to read with me in chapter, in chapter 6, verse 15, after he's dealt with all of these men coming at him, trying to sabotage him, this storm of, of men coming at him. So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elul in 52 days. In 52 days, the storm was over. He had to deal with that mess for, for far too long. But in 52 days, the storm was over and the, ball, and the walls were rebuilt. If you are in the midst of a storm right now, I want you to hear that it can be a shift storm. It can shift you from what was to what will be. And in the middle of the storm, it's hard to know this, but the storm is temporary. It is temporary. It will not last forever. There is a moment when the torrential downpours, the violent wind, and the loud thunder are going to cease. But when you're in the middle of the storm, it feels like it will never end. I don't know what your storm looks like right now. Maybe you're feeling extra lonely, extra depressed, more anxious. Maybe you're really battling your addiction. Maybe your marriage or your family is having incredible issues right now. Maybe your business is falling apart. I don't know what storm you're in right now, but I want you to hear, hear from God, right? That storms are temporary. They will not last forever. And God is with you even in the storm. Pray to him just like Nehemiah did. Know that the storm is temporary. It is not going to last forever. Shift storms are temporary. They will not last forever. The second thing that shift storms can do or teach us is they teach us what's really important. When those men kept coming at Nehemiah, trying to send him messages, we know what you're up to. You're just trying to cause a revolt, Nehemiah. They're trying to sabotage him and bring him down, but focus him on the problems and the storm they're creating instead of on the issue at hand, rebuilding the walls and restoring the city gates and getting Jerusalem back to the place it needs to be at. They thought they could knock Nehemiah off his game, but Nehemiah, in the midst of the storm, figured out what was important. The work at hand was what was important. He looked at him and he said, I'm not coming down there and talk to y'all. I'm not meeting with you. My work of rebuilding the walls and restoring the city gates is what's important. Folks, in the middle of the storm that you're experiencing right now, there is a million opportunities for you to be distracted from what's really important. 
for you to start paying attention to all the things that are going on out there, listening to all the voices out there and not paying attention to what it is that God has put in front of your face to be important right now. What is it that God is showing you is important right now in this moment? I had three messages this week from people who were dealing with their own kind of shift storms in their lives. God, they feel like God's moving them from what was to what will be. But right now in the middle of the storm, they're just clinging to anything. And they decided to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and drop them off for folks who were hungry on Thursday night at the Gandhi Civic Center. They began to figure out what was important. It was important to be the people that God had called them and asked them to be. People who were shining light and igniting change. Some of you need to hear that in your storm right now. Hold on to what's important. What is it that God has asked you to do? Hold on to what is important. And finally, folks, this is the third thing that God teaches Nehemiah in the midst of this shift storm. I want you to listen to verse 16. Nehemiah tells this story. He says, when all our enemies heard about them completing the wall in 52 days, all the surrounding nations were afraid. They lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of God. Israel, the people that Nehemiah was leading, was an easy target for all the countries around them. They had something that they wanted. They had a city. They had Jerusalem. They had fertile ground to grow crops. They had great resources for kids to grow up and, and live these amazing lives. They wanted that land, but they were afraid to go in and take it because they, they had heard something new was happening. Israel isn't a weak and distracted nation anymore. Israel knows what's important. Serving one another, caring for the poor among them, listening to the powerless and the hungry is important focusing on their families, praying out to God for desperate help, right? Like clinging to God and connecting to God. Those are the things that are important to Israel. And we are afraid to mess with them. God is doing something new in their lives. At the end of the storms you are experiencing, as God shifts you from what was to what will be, there's going to be a moment when the people around you look at you and say something new is going on in their lives. Something different is happening in that person's life. They, they're, they're brave, they're strong, they're loved. And they, they spend every moment trying to figure out how to help others know they are loved. Storms bring something new. God doesn't cause the storms in our lives, but God has the power to make something new happen even in the midst of the shift storms as we move from what was to what will be. Folks, this is, this is what Nehemiah did best in the shift storms. He clung to God. He was desperate for God. He knew, everybody around him knew that's what he did. In the midst of one shift storm after another coming his way, he prayed to God, strengthen my hands. Use me, God. Help me know you are there with me. So many of us are experiencing shift storms right now. Maybe you're clinging to anything and everything around you. I'm here this morning. I feel like God told me this week, even in the midst of storm after storm after storm headed our way, to let go of all of the rest of the things that give us comfort and get desperate for God. Get desperate for God to move you from what was to what will be. Things are shifty. Things are changing. There is storm after storm after storm headed your way. And this is what I found in the own, my own storms of life. That is, the things around me started to shift. 
I realized how much comfort I had put in, in the right job and people seeing me the right way and all the right things. And what I really needed was to cling to Jesus because even in the midst of a storm, he's our anchor. He's our hope. He's our righteousness. He's trying to direct us in paths that will lead us to a full and abundant and good life. Right now, in the midst of whatever storm you are experiencing in your life, can you get desperate for Jesus to offer you the hope that only he can give you? Can you quit depending on every other foundation in the world and can you cling to Jesus to be your cornerstone? These next few moments, I'm gonna pray and Adam's gonna keep playing cornerstone for us. I want, you to, I want you to sing, I want you to let it be your prayer. That your hope, God, our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' goodness and righteousness. God, even in the midst of the storm, even when we can't see what's coming next, God, our anchor and our hope is in you. God, give us the confidence today that even in the midst of these crazy storms that we are experiencing, that you are shifting us from what was to what will be. God, we let go of everything else in our lives and we cling to you. Some of us that are watching this right now will cling to you for the first time ever in our lives. And we just pray, God, that you will move us from what was to what will be, that people will see something new that only you can do in our lives and in our world. Remind us, God, of what's important, shining your light and igniting more change in the world. And for those of us desperate for your light and change in the world, God, we just cling to you in the midst of whatever storm it is we're experiencing. We love you. Thank you for being our cornerstone.